0: By the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
0: Rush Hour is on the air. Rush,
1: rush.
0: Now here's Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: And this is Rita Cosby filling in for my buddy, Bo Snurdly, who is taking some well-deserved time off. And uh, I thought I was going to have a nice, peaceful Christmas. I did, uh, which was nice with relatives. But when I walked out of Midnight Mass, out of St. Patrick's Cathedral, a packed Midnight Mass, and I went in there and I was like praying for peace for the world. All I could think about is all the different hot spots that are on fire right now around the world. Uh, you think about, of course, Israel. You think of what's happening with Ukraine. And in the last few days, we finally got a set of cojones, and we tried to go after some of these locations. But, boy, are we wimpy under this administration. We go after uh, a small little facility and get a few Hezbollah fighters We go into Iraq, and that is after some of these Hezbollah fighters went after U.S. troops. They injured three U.S. troops. And there have been over 100 attacks on U.S. facilities and U.S. soldiers since October 17th. And what is our administration doing? Nada. We are doing such wimpy retaliation that, to me... Uh, it is clearly not sending a message. And in fact, of all things today, I couldn't believe this. I just saw this a few minutes ago. The Iraqi prime minister, remember, we go into Iraq. Uh, you know, we spend so much money, blood, treasure, all that stuff. We go in and we take out some Hezbollah fighters and a small facility. Luckily, it wasn't an empty warehouse, but pretty close to it. This is what we've been doing all along. Right. We go in. And guess what? Now the Iraqi prime minister is coming back at us and saying our activities in his country to take out terrorists is a hostile act. Thank you, Iraq, for everything that we did to that country to bring freedom, to bring money, to bring democracy. Think about how many American troops were lost in Iraq. And that's the thanks that we get. And then also Israel goes into Syria. They take out an Iranian fighter, uh, a number two guy, because we didn't have the guts to do it. We went after Soleimani, thank goodness, under Trump. But the number two guy, the Israelis go in, and now Iran is saying there will be payback to Israel. Are you kidding me? After all of these strikes that Iran is doing, this to me is just a sign of weakness of what we have been doing From the very gut go, this administration has been so tepid and so weak. And so today I want to hear your thoughts about how concerned you are for the world when you have a weak president at the top. And I thought about it as I was sitting there in St. Patrick's Cathedral. I've done midnight mass many a time. For some reason, this year, when I was sitting there, I just thought, boy, I am praying for peace in the world. There are so many dangerous flashpoints, not to mention our own U.S. southern border, which, boy, is that a disaster. And there is now a major caravan that is coming to our southern border that they believe is going to be about 15 or 20,000 migrants crossing at any moment. So if you don't think that the world is on fire... I don't know what is. I've never seen so many big issues, so many concerns all at once. No wonder our FBI director, Christopher Ray, recently said, and this is a guy who low-keys everything, said that it's like a Christmas tree lighting up because there are so many flashpoints and so many sirens, and it's not just Hamas. Now we've got all these other folks, too, as I mentioned. You know, we've got Hezbollah. We've got the Hootsies firing in on the Red Sea. We've got shipping basically at a, at a kibbutz almost, at a, at a halt, all the way it has halted, kibbutz, I should say, all the way in the Red Sea. You've got all of that. And we've got now Iran making more money because they're able to charge more for oil because the price of oil is going up. And that's how they're funding the war machine. And our administration doesn't even have the guts to sanction the Iranian oil. I mean, this is scary stuff. So we got that. We got our southern border. And boy, now do we have protests in the streets all over the world. And so when I walked out of St. Patrick's Cathedral, there I was with you know, thousands of other people. It was packed. And I will say that the Archbishop Cardinal Don he gave the most amazing, amazing speech about praying for the world and and why there is this midnight mass silence in the world. I kept thinking, boy, I would love for peace to be in the world. And as soon as we get out of the church, what is there? There are protesters chanting, no more Christmas, no more Christmas, you know, Jews and uh, Jews for genocide. I mean, I thought, can't you just give us Christmas? Can't you be quiet and stay home and not try to shove it in our faces, even at Christmas? And then last night, all over the streets of New York and basically major cities across this country, these protesters were out there all through the night. And they were fighting even with police officers last night in New York City. There's video of them punching the cops. I mean, this is so crazy. We have to put a lid on these protests. We have to clamp down. And that's what's happening really all over the world. I mean, if you look at it, there are so many problems going all over the world, and there's so many issues happening all over the world. And yet we have a president who is not clamping down. We have a mayor who is also not clamping down. We have all of these things that are happening. And what are they doing? They're doing nothing. They're allowing them to protest, saying it's free speech. I'm happy that the mayor of New York is at least standing strong with Israel. His message is a lot more clear than our president's. I'll give him credit for that. At least he's talking a little bit about the U.S. southern border. Our president barely is doing that. All he's talking about is, uh, you know, adding some more uh, border guards for babysitting, not for protecting the border, but for processing. So I'll at least give them credit for that. But still, we have these massive protests. People need to say, you know what, enough. You need to have respect. I couldn't even have a peaceful Christmas. That is the way my Christmas started. And thousands of other people, millions around this country, wherever these protests took place. And they were saying... You know, uh, death to America, burn America, burning American flags in some of the protests across this country. There was also, by the way, an example. I couldn't believe this. In Australia, they had one. It was for blind children. It was a Christmas for blind children event where they were trying to raise funds for children with disabilities. Think about this. And it was broadcast all over Australian TV. It's a big audience, pretty big crowd, decent amount of people. And so here is this massive protest that comes outside of it. Then they got on the stage in Australia. They're trying to do something peaceful to promote kids at holiday time. And then they start chanting. You see it all on. It was broadcast live to millions of people across Australia. They're talking about helping young kids. And these protesters come on. And they're starting chanting death to the Jews, death to, you know, genocide Jews, kick everybody out, uh, pro Hamas. It was the most disgusting thing I ever thought. But it just epitomizes that these people have no limits. And if they're going to start punching cops like they were doing last night in New York, they have no boundaries. And that's why we need to get the world in order and we need to get our streets in order, too. There needs to be a message that you if you protest, I'm I'm all for peaceful protest, even if I don't like what they're saying, but I'm all for peaceful protest. But you have to have a a permit if you're gathering appropriately, where's your permit? There should be that. The other issue is what about also clamping down when you start punching cops and pushing cops and you start chanting, you know, kill Jews and you're burning the American flag. I'm sorry. You should be arrested. You sh- There should be no limits. And in the middle of all this, we also have the Harvard president who in the last few hours said, I know that there's intense pressure to kick me out after she forgot to condemn genocide during her hearing conveniently. Remember, the UPenn president got kicked out, but the Harvard president's still there despite all these allegations also of plagiarism. And she just came out a little bit ago and says, if I get pushed out... I will sue you. So she's saying, how dare you try to push me out uh, for being soft, you know, on these crazy protesters that have been all over the place. And they're still doing it, by the way, in Harvard. She hasn't stopped them because she doesn't care to stop them. So my message this year, as we're heading into the new year and after Christmas, I am praying for peace. But I'm also praying for law and order. There needs to be respect for other people. We need to be kind to other people. And those who have a message of hate need to be arrested. You know, when someone's spewing hate this, hate that, and they're punching cops, what are they doing back out on the streets? Welcome to New York City and welcome to our chaotic world. And I think it's time that we get things in order. 1-800-848-9222. one 800 848 And this is Rita Cosby sitting in for my buddy, Bo Snurdly. Uh, first of all, listen to these Palestinian protesters. They were in New York City. This is the way they greeted Christmas in New York. Take a listen to their... They weren't singing Jingle Bells. They weren't singing uh, White Christmas. Uh, they weren't singing Silent Night. This is what they were saying. I mean, this is crazy. You can't even have Christmas. Their goal first was to shut down shopping, then shut down traffic, then shut down bridges, and now it's just shut down Christmas. I'm waiting for them to say, okay, we're going to shut down New Year's and then Valentine's Day, and then, you know, you you every single reason that they can find a way to disrupt the world. And can you imagine at a charity for blind kids that they took it over and they started shouting and screaming, actually got on the stage at an event, They also, by the way, are taking it to the Biden administration, even though they have been pretty wimpy on Israel. They actually were protesting outside the homes of Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. And they were also protesting outside of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's home in D.C. So these people have no limits. And that's why you need to clamp down and clamp down early. You can't let these things go and fester. And you can't allow these protests to get worse and worse and worse and say, oh, gosh, okay, well, maybe now they've crossed the line. I think disrupting a kid's charity and hopping on a stage and chanting, I think disrupting Capitol Hill proceedings, I think closing traffic, I think punching cops, I think that has already crossed the line. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael, line four. Uh, Michael, you're here with Rita Cosby filling in for Bo. Your thoughts, Michael?
0: Good afternoon. I sympathize with those officers who were trying to protect us at St. Patrick's and at Rockefeller Center without helmets and without batons. It was appalling. I just wanted to know your thoughts about how things could deteriorate within the NYPD to reach that level. And where's Eddie Caban?
1: You know what? You are correct. Where is Eddie Caban? He needs to speak out. The, of course, NYPD commissioner, you're a thousand percent right. Uh, by the way, the mayor also needs to take a stronger stand and also speak out. You know, he has come out and said he supports Israel. But where has he been on all of this? He hasn't been condemning these protests. He hasn't really been saying anything. I mean, he has been at least, you know, very steadfast in his support of Israel. But he should say you will not cross the line. You cannot block traffic. You cannot do this. And even last night, if you look at some of the video, Michael, uh, and you're right, the cops sadly probably do start need to wearing protective gear because these people are absolutely crossing the line and they are fanatics. And some of them are just, you know, the fact that they're punching the cops when the cops are telling them to push back, they started punching back to them. I heard today there were six arrests and that they're out already. Why are there, why were there only six arrests? I can tell you, I looked at the video, I saw about 60 people having a melee with the cops. You know, where, where are the other, uh, you know, 54? Uh, but you are absolutely right. Eddie Caban needs to speak out and Mayor Eric Adams needs to speak out. And this, and by the way, this president needs to speak out. He should have spoken out. I wonder if the president had spoken out from day one and said, I don't want to see these protests on campuses. If you start, if you want to say something peaceful about, you know, freedom in Palestine, but if you start spewing hatred towards the other side, that's when I cross the line. And that's when I say to you, we will kibosh those protests. But he is allowing them to grow and grow and grow. And, and Michael, let me just ask you one quick question. I firmly believe a lot of the reason that this president isn't doing it. First of all, he has, I use the phrase cojones because he has no cojones. We've seen that from day one. I mean, look at the way he's handling Iran. He's like, he's he's actually giving them essentially money because he's not sanctioning their oil. Uh, he's not even doing that with Russia. I mean, this is a mess, this president. But I think he is so worried politically about losing any voters. There's a lot of young voters Uh, there's a lot of folks in some of these swing states like Michigan uh, that are pro-Palestinian. There are a lot in New York. He doesn't want to lose a single voter. That's what I think this is about, and that is so sad, that he's willing to sell American security for votes. Your thoughts, Michael?
0: I think that whoever is uh, pulling the strings is the puppeteer, is a left-wing extremist, and he's not in a position mentally or physically to make decisions about going against the person who's controlling his operations. I think it's just that simple. It's not too complicated. But you're doing a magnificent job representing law enforcement and the armed services. Keep it up. Oh, thank thank you.
1: Thank you, Michael. You know how much I love both and appreciate both so much. Thanks so much, Michael. And everybody, we're going to continue your calls after the break. This is Rita Cosby filling in for my buddy Bo Snurdly, one 800 We need to get these protests, and we need to get the terrorists under control.
0: This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush, on, Rush. on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: This is Rita Cosby filling in for my buddy Bo Snerdly. I hope all of you had a beautiful and blessed Christmas. We are talking about the crazy protests that are taking place all over New York and all over the country. These pro-Palestinian, often anti-American protests. By the way, where are these members of Congress who came out and said, you know, we're going to really look into who is doing the protesting, who's paying for it, who is organizing the protests, uh, who are sort of the masterminds, if you will, because a lot of them come out. They have like these pre-produced signs. They seem well funded, uh, seem to have sort of a generic message that they all kind of keep putting out the same one. So there's definitely some puppet masters behind the scenes. They also said that they're going to look into any of these people that are involved in protests. And if they are here, like on a visa, revoke their visa. Remember, Tim Scott and a number of the presidential candidates on the GOP side were saying, oh, we got to get tough. And a lot of members of Congress said that, too. Have they been looking into it? Because it seems like it's the same groups same time, a lot of them show their face. They don't care. Some of them hide it, but a lot of them show their face. Why are they still in this country if they're sitting there burning the American flag? If they are chanting death to Israel and death to America, I'm sorry. Uh I think it's absolutely time to revoke any visa if they are here on a foreign visa with the standards of coming to this country. If you don't appreciate this country, you don't love this country. I don't understand why they are still here. Here's a little bit of some of the protests last night where they started punching police officers. Take a listen to this. No celebration. No celebration. Until liberation! Until liberation!
0: To permit the safe flow of pedestrian traffic. If you do so voluntarily, no charges will be placed against you.
1: Oh, that's what you, did. you did. Well, it went from, oh, liberation to, hey, duck. I mean, that is not a good situation. And this is so crazy that our officials, whether it's on the city level or on the federal level, are not clamping down. And I contend it is all about politics. They're afraid of angering these folks more than they already are. They're already mad because unless you're like full throttle supporting the protesters, some of them punching police officers... Uh, well, then you're not fully on board. And then you get protesters outside of your house. Remember, President Biden's actually had a couple of protesters. And again, he sure has not been, I don't think, steadfast even with Israel. And that's a dangerous place to be for the world. But he's afraid to anger the protesters. So he's sort of straddling on both of these fences. And here is some Black Lives Matter protesters listening to them. This is in Beverly Hills, California. Black lives, we
2: matter, yeah? Black-
1: So they went from Black Lives Matter to free, free Palestine. If that doesn't show to you that these guys are professional protesters who just got to go from one protest to another, I don't know what does. So who, again, are funding these people? And why are politicians allowing this to happen? one 800 848 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. let us go to Ernest. Ernest, uh, this is a dangerous place to be for America and the world. Your thoughts?
0: Well, Ms. Cosby, thank you so much. You do such a wonderful job each day, every time I hear you. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Two,
0: two points, really, and very quick one we're entitled to peace in this country and that's called disturbing the peace you are entitled to peace on your christmas eve just like i am the police are not enforcing disturbing the peace because that's called riot that is not peaceful proper protest that's point number 1 point number 2 is this this is a country of law there's 54 titles of law that protect people the the pledge of allegiance is a law title 4 section 4 this is a republic and when you burn the flag if you check out title 4 section 8 subsection j the flag represents a living country and is itself considered a living thing our laws have been diluted right down to that those people should have been shot right there for murdering our flag it's our the greatest form and symbol of freedom in this country and they it's a living thing. That's why when the, when veterans pass on, they get the the flag procession. The flag goes with them because they put their life on the line for this country. So where is our laws? Yeah, and by Nobody by the knows. way,
1: Ernest. Now, first off, obviously, I'm not for shooting somebody, but I am uh, for throwing the book uh, from an arrest standpoint at these people. And, and you know what? You know what reminded me when I first saw them burning the flag, Ernest. It reminded me of Colin Kaepernick. I uh, remember he was doing the kneeling. You know, and and I find it is such a disrespect whenever I see these sort of spoiled athletes, and we've seen a number of them where you know it's this moment of of reverence, and sometimes it's even been Veterans Day, you know, in the stadium, and yet they'll sit and kneel, um, and, and these people who are sitting there, they're at the pleasure of the American government that they're here to begin with. A lot of them, not all of them, I and mean, m- many of them are, you know, were born in America, but there's others that are here on visas. Why are we even allowing those visas to stay? As soon as you know that they're there, if they're sitting there burning the American flag, saying something like some of the vile things that they're expressing, I am for pulling the visas. You brought up, by the way, Ernest, a great point about disturbing the peace. Most of these people, they could get a permit to protest if they went through the right ways. Uh, but... And they would probably easily get it. I mean, you look at uh, New York City, they go, sure, you know, Harvard, sure, you know, some of these other schools, sure, right? Um, so they would absolutely, but they don't do it. Um, and that's also because they know they have free reign, that nobody is going to rein them in. The The one thing I also want to bring up, Ernest, too, the police are in a really tough position. Remember when all the Black Lives Matter protests happened in New York for the first few days when the city was burning down? Literally, remember, they started the Barclays Center. Then they were going through downtown Manhattan. They were coming up. They were raiding through Macy's. Remember, we saw thousands of them going through Macy's like a free for all. Um, they were basically told to stand down. Finally, Bill de Blasio got a set of cojones or got a shouting to, I'm sure, by a lot of people in New York and said, you got to stop this. Finally, he told the police, do your job. I'm letting you do your job. They all wanted to do their job. But now I'm letting you do your job. And guess what? Within like 24 hours, they got the city under control. But that's clearly what is happening here. They don't want to even enforce the most basic things. Ernest, you know, you bring up a great point because it's almost like like the broken windows theory that uh, Bill Bratton, the former NYPD commissioner, the great NYPD commissioner, has always believed you need to stop people when they start doing small things and get them for that wherever you can get them because then they don't keep pushing the envelope. And when they first started doing these protests, some of them were peaceful, but you're right, you could have gone after them on the permits, you could have gone after them on the disturbing the peace, and we didn't. Now, let me ask you, Ernest, are we too far gone? Like now, if you try to clamp down now, some of these people, they, they feel like they were free for all. They're outside St. Patrick's Church. That was that was the way I started my Christmas. I was like, oh, beautiful. I walk out and then I see the, you know, the the fake blood. They had ketchup all over them. You know, I mean, it, it was just it was disgusting, Ernest. So how do we turn it back now?
0: Thank you so much, Ms. Cosby. I appreciate that. You, you have a very excellent commentary. For us to turn it around, all we need to do is realize that we are being not ruled under American rule of law. So when the laws are not being uh, enforced that are on the book, like like the Pledge of Allegiance, Title IV, Section Four, that's a law. And that says that that flag stands for a republic. If this is a republic, that makes us the commonwealth. The states and the people are the commonwealth. It's not really a democracy because that means you're ruled by a few elites at the top. So we're self-governed. The GOP stands for government of people. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. The GOP is government of people. So these laws are ours, and we don't study them. We don't know them. Fifty-four titles of law.
1: But you know, and- what, we, you know what we need to do, though, Ernest? We need to make sure our lawmakers, whose responsibility it is to enforce the law, and, and by the way, later on in the show we're going to talk about how the border is wide open and the president... Hasn't been enforcing that law, um, but we need to put pressure on them to do their job, exactly, to adhere to the laws that are already on the books because they're there. Just like you said, it's pretty common sense, uh, but we need to put pressure on them and let them know that they must do their job. That's why we pay our taxes. Uh, we expect decorum. You know, it, it's it's just it's the right thing to do, but it's also the legal and the financial you know, a tenement that we have together. We made a pact. You pay money, you protect us. Where's the protection? Great point. Ernest, thank you so much. You're terrific. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. one 800 This is Rita Cosby in for Bo Snurdly. And boy, are we fired up today.
0: Is the rush hour with Bose Nerdly. What? on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome to the Golden Age of Radio. James Golden, aka Bose Nerdly is on 77 WABC.
1: Rita Cosby, and for my buddy, Bo snurdly I hope you all had a beautiful and blessed Christmas. We are talking about all the crazy protests that are downright disrupting uh, the streets, disrupting just even a nice little Christmas. Uh, I mean, it is everywhere. And now they have been assaulting police officers, too, in New York. Uh, welcome to what is da- definitely going to be... A crazy time. It's an election year heading up. I mean, you know, we're just a few days left of this year. Then we've got an election year coming up. And you know that if Biden is afraid to clamp down now, he is going to be like hiding in his basement during an election year. He's not going to be condemning these people. He's just going to allow them free reign. And we saw what happened during the BLM riots. Meantime, also... This is a dangerous time. Look what's happening in our southern border. In the last few days, over a four-day period, this holiday period, they had close to 40,000 illegal migrant encounters. Those are just the ones that we know about on our southern border. Things are so dangerous. And you just heard that they are also talking about doing these 5% cuts to every city agency. That is what Eric Adams is talking about. And that is downright dangerous. First off, city council fighting with them, saying, oh, the costs of migrants are exaggerated. Well, guess what? A lot of those people on city council were the ones like Mayor Eric Adams saying, come one, come all to New York City. Do you want a four-star hotel or should we give you a five-star hotel? And now they're wondering why the costs are so great that it's bringing down the city, crippling the city. $12 $12 billion is the anticipated cost. It's already been $5 billion. It's probably going to be a lot more because they keep coming and keep coming. So where is the solution in sight? And people are now very angry also at Mayor Eric Adams saying he is losing sort of political influence. His approval ratings are down because he just hasn't solved this issue. The federal government's not helping him. Joe Biden doesn't seem to want to help him in any shape or form. They seem out to get him because he's criticizing them and saying, where's the help? I contend he should have said, no, Sanctuary City status doesn't mean we have to accept migrants. We've had a lot of legal people on the show and on Katz and Cosby, which comes up in about half an hour or so from now. We've had Judge Richard Weinberg, who's talked about Sanctuary City doesn't quite fit for migrants. There's no obligation. But yet that's still on the books the mayor says he's fighting it but sort of tepidly so they're in sort of this rock and a hard place and in the meantime there are so many cuts to the city and what are we doing about that what are we doing with all this craziness and there is this huge migrant caravan that is now coming towards our us southern border which is wide open because congress has still not come to a deal the republicans are holding fast and saying hey we need border security. Then we'll give you Israel. Then we'll give you Ukraine funding. But these should stand alone or you should give us full security at the border, not this sort of, oh, we'll cut back to three or 4,000 people. That, to me, is such an offense. That's like, we won't break into the bank too much. We'll only break half the vault. We won't do the rest of the wall. You know, we'll only take half the money in there. Don't worry about it, you know? I mean, this is so crazy. It just shows the administration knows how to plug the holes, but they just don't want to do it. And so, meantime, here is Senator Ron Johnson talking about our wide, open border and who he blames for that.
2: It is a clear and present danger to America. It's obvious. I mean, we're getting numb to the numbers. About six million people since the start of the Biden administration have come to this country illegally. And we don't know where they are. 1.7 are what they call known gotaways. That's a misnomer because we detected them, but we have no idea who they are. We have an administration, unfortunately, that just calls it a challenge. You know, the challenge we have in dealing with this administration is they cause the problem. They are the root cause. They want an open border. So I appreciate the fact that they're going down to Mexico to maybe try and do something about this. But that's like three years too late.
1: Yeah, three years too late. And there's already close to two million Godaways. These are the ones that we have zero idea of. Also, by the way, right before Christmas, there was one woman who got a notice to appear. She crossed the border illegally. They said, okay, come back. You got an asylum hearing. Come back on your future date. True story. She looks at it and it says 7 a.m. in 2031. Can you imagine seven and a half years later? Come back. Do you think anybody in their right mind? Is going to come back in seven years? Wednesday, 7 a.m. in 2031. I'll be sure to be there. They are laughing to the bank. And meantime, Mayor Eric Adams is dealing with a lot of angry people, uh, but he also needs to look in the mirror.
2: And people are angry. The asylum and migrant. I've never seen it. New Yorkers as angry as they are now about a particular topic that they have all rallied behind. You know, we divide on public safety, we divide on transportation issues, we divide on a lot of issues. But the byproduct of the migrant asylum seekers crisis and the economic impact has hit
1: every New Yorker in places that they feel it. Uh, Yeah, we do. You see them everywhere. There are reports that there were migrants out there at some of these pro-Palestinian protests. What the heck are they doing there? Uh, if If that's the case... Uh, Are you kidding me? They're still staying in this country? They don't even have a visa and they're staying in this country? I mean, this is nuts. And then they're complaining they're throwing out the food. There's stories that they're just frustrated that they're not able to work quicker. And then when they're given the option to work, I think it was like 2,500 of them applied out of like over a 100,000 that have come to New York City alone. I mean, that is really Really risky business. They're not solving it on the back end, and they're not plugging the border. And Mayor Adams, I am glad he's sounding the alarm. He's obviously paying a dear price with this administration because they don't want anybody sounding the alarm, especially from the Democratic Party. But then on the other hand, he's the one who said, come one, come all. You saw it in the campaign speech. And now he's wondering, why did they come? It's like when you have a party and you say, okay, I'm going to give everybody uh, free drinks and I'm going to give them free food and I'm going to give you a free hotel stay. And then you wonder why 5,000 people show up for the party. You know, that, that's basically what we have done. So we also can't sit there and say it's always the federal government's fault. The city council's blaming Mayor Eric Adams. It's like, you know, it's like who's on first, who's on third. Everybody's pointing fingers at each other. And in the meantime, the migrants keep coming. 1-800-848-9222, one 848 uh, Let's go to Bill, line three. Bill, your thoughts. Hi, Rita, how you doing? Rita, uh, um, I, I heard that uh, a lot of these
0: demonstrations that that actually paying the immigrants to uh, protest. Well, I, I By the way, I, I, there are
1: some reports of that, too, I, and I don't know if that's true or not, but... I wonder, somebody seems to be getting paid. And, um, a lot of them, uh, I think are here on work visas. Some of them, like you mentioned, maybe the illegal immigrants. I've, I've had people, by the way, there was somebody who was out there. Remember when the whole thing happened with, um, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, when they re- unveiled the Christmas tree, that beautiful celebration that they do all the time. And we had some folks out there and they said they saw migrants out there, that they were out there. Uh, and they were hanging out with the protesters and they were protesting with them. Are you kidding me? You know, you get yeah, you you win the lottery and you get across the border under the Biden administration. You get free hotels and you get free this and you get that. You get free food, health care, education. And then you're out there protesting on the streets. You know, I, I mean, that is that is. And the fact, where are they? Have, have any of them been deported? I haven't seen any stories like that. Have you, Bill?
0: No, not at all. You know, it's like a tall slap in the face, though, you know. It is like, you know. Here we are. I'm a working flop. You know, I got to go out and make a living. I don't have time to go protest. And here they are. They're paying these people to go protest.
1: Yeah, well, that's why we need to find out, Bill, who is the money train? You know, who's behind this? Because clearly people are organizing it. And they seem to have, like, uh, Xerox signs, you know, and they all seem to have the same kind of chant and cheer. It's like, okay, at 3 p.m., wherever you are, we're all going to chant this. So it's definitely coordinated and we just played that black lives matter one too bill where uh the black lives matter protests were shouting black lives matter and then free palestine so it's like they're like professional protesters it's like okay let's protest of the week club you know 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 let's go to russ uh line four russ your thoughts about all of this
2: is that you are not getting paid enough, first of all, and it's
1: uh, far as, <laughs> Thank far you. As, Russ, uh, Russ, will you will you tell my bosses, all right? So you know, I'll count on you, all right. <laughs> well,
2: well, I'm sure they know, and you know, there's a good proper benefits plan in in place there. Thank but, you, know, the, you. Well, I get I'd the like...
1: benefit of talking to you guys. It's fun. That's that's oh, you're a so reward. Sweet, Rita. That's why I can't call and
2: disagree with you if you notice. You know, I'm still looking forward to a double date with you and your husband in Coney Island at Nathan's.
1: Oh, but my God, that's a deal. By the way, at Nathan's, now that I know it's Nathan's, I'll be there tomorrow because I love okay, Nathan's. Well,
2: maybe you can bring uh, everyday <laughs> Norman, too. But, you know, I'd like to address, Ernest, the explosions on the 4th of July disturb the peace, pollute the air, are traumatic to combat veterans and neurotic pets. You know, if he wants to worry about disturbing the peace, I think he should worry about that instead of shooting people who commit flag murder. It tells you where he is his head at. And, Rita, you know what's really sad about Christmas is that Christians couldn't gather in Bethlehem, and, and nobody asked why. And in August, I heard on ABC that Orthodox Christians were spat upon, their churches vandalized. Cemeteries desecrated, and I think we should address the fact that it's extremist Israeli settlers who are causing these problems for Christians in the West Bank. But as far as Claudine Gay, if I can really quickly say, yeah, yeah, hey, and
1: actually, hang on, Russ, because I'll get you get to Claudine okay. Gay, all right? I'll, no, 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 you're great. So, okay, so two things. First off, uh, Bethlehem. By the way, I will say I was sad that people couldn't celebrate uh, all fates uh, there in Bethlehem. I was in Bethlehem. A couple years ago, and it was so packed and crowded, and you're right, it's surreal to see now it empty. But there's a lot of reasons, uh, by the way, why there aren't protests, because there's uh, also a lot of Palestinians that are very angry about anybody other than Palestinian being there. And even when I went there a couple years ago, it was still a fairly dangerous situation. Now it is it is so darn dangerous. So there's a lot of sides there, Russ, okay? So that you need to be honest about that. The other, the 4th of July... Um, you're right. Veterans, the, uh, the firecrackers and the sounds are, are disturbing. I, I'll definitely give you that. You know how much I love our veterans. But come on, you cannot equate, um, 4th of July with these people shouting, you know, death to America and burning American flags. I, I mean, that's not, I, I don't agree with Ernest, as you heard what I said. As soon as he said about the shooting, I was like, oh, okay, that, you know, I agree with arresting. There's a big difference between the two. Um, so, but, but anyway, since you're gonna take me to Nathan's, I'll let you continue. So, so. All right, all right.
2: Real, real quick, Rita, my understanding is that they shout death to America and death to Israel in Tehran, Iran. And that's cause we, the U.S. Navy shot down Iran Air 655 in 1988. They, they do it in that.
1: American streets, Russ. They do it in American streets. What, I, I don't remember, uh, you know, I don't remember that happening in American streets. I mean, come on, Russ. They, well, yeah, I mean, don't, don't you find it unseemly? These people and and that and Russ, I am all for free speech. I I am. I'm a a journalist. I appreciate free speech. But when people start threatening other people, no matter what side it's on, I don't like it. You talked about the extreme Israeli settlers. There are some and I agree with you. I don't like when they're extreme either. I, uh, you know, cooler heads have to prevail. But you when you look who's out on the streets now. They're shouting death to America, death to Israel, burning the American flag. There was one not too long ago where they were right in front of Grand Central Station. They were burning the American flag and chanting and they were closing down tur- you know, tourists and- and people in rush hour trying to get home. I mean, that's not right, Russ. Come on.
2: This, it wouldn't be worth living without the United States of America. I wouldn't want to live. But what's the decorum for digging out from under rubble, Rita? You know, I mean, there are criminal clowns like Mike of South Carolina that call up these, these fat-fingered idiots, and they want to kill everybody. But I'd like to quickly address Claudine Gay. Why isn't the president in MIT getting uh, a like this? This woman is being hassled because she's an intelligent black woman academics are fools in general wait wait wait
1: wait, russ i agree with you that the head of mit should be because they all had the same like non-speech when they testified and the upenn woman is gone and i agree with you and i think it's northwestern today that now they're going after them there's a whole bunch of different schools so you're right it's not just harvard but I don't think her her being African-American has anything to do with it. In fact, I think that's why she's gotten a free pass. I mean, a number of people have said that. I, I don't know why she's staying. they had the 40 allegations of plagiarism against her. Um, again, and I don't – but the, the people have come out, and it looks pretty similar. She's had to make corrections. Where I have a problem is she has kicked out students for that. There have been students that have – many students that have much less been kicked out, and she's still there. And – now she's saying, if I get kicked out, uh, you know, I'm going to sue. She doesn't seem to recognize that her rhetoric is dangerous. And, and I think these people that I, – I love teachers. I love, you know, presidents of university. I love anybody who's in the education because it is one of the most responsible positions in the world to teach our next generation. And if we don't teach them values and morals a, at the right place and have people that care, truly care about this country, as you and I do, Russ – uh, we're doomed. Um, so so I don't think color is the issue with her. I think, in fact, if she probably uh, was not African-American, I think she'd be gone now. Obama called apparently on her behalf and, like, did a Hail Mary and begged. I it Probably that had a big influence. Uh, but, you know, but she seems to have a lot of issues, even well beyond allowing these anti-Semitic protests. But Russ, I love you and and I'll see you there in Coney Island. You know, I'm a Brooklyn gal, so I'll take that any day of the week and you're terrific, Russ. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break, 1-800-848-9222. And Lou Dobbs is coming up with a great business report.
0: This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, aka Bo Snerdley, is on the air. 77 WABC.
1: continue with your calls, everybody. Also, by the way, I'll be back tomorrow filling in for Bo as he is... Deservedly having a vacation. He is a hard worker. And also you want to stay tuned to Katz and Cosby because that is coming up in just a few minutes here on 77 WABC. We have some great guests, uh, John Katz and Matidis and I, and we have a full house with Governor Pataki calling in also Professor Alan Dershowitz, Greg Jarrett, Katie McFarland, James Galliano, and also, Anthony Weiner explaining why Dems are soft on the border. I can't wait for that one. That will be an interesting discussion. Anyway, all of that is coming up in the next hour here on 77 WABC. Let's go to Judith, line three. Uh Judith, we're talking about these crazy protests. Hey, Rita, so nice to hear
0: your voice at around 4 o'clock. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. You too, my friend. Great. You too. It's great
0: to hear you. Thank uh, you. Listen, I was telling Rich over there, I'm going to tell you too, I'm listening. How do you explain craziness, insanity, evil, and moronic idiots, plus communist atheists and Sharia loving law radicals and crazy nonsense? And they're paid, by the way. Let me tell you something. Lawlessness comes from the top down. That's Biden and his gangsters.
1: You know what? You they need to clamp down. That's why if you don't send the message from the top that it's unacceptable, it will continue.